Welcome to this episode of the We Travel There podcast. We're in Milwaukee, Wisconsin with my new friend, Jenna Cashew. She's the author of 100 Things to Do Before You Die in Milwaukee, so I knew that she would have the best tips for my listeners. In this episode, Jenna and I share stories about the Harley-Davidson Museum, our favorite eats in the Third Ward, and why you need to fear the deer at Pfizer Forum. You'll hear these three fun stories, plus a bunch more in this interview. The show notes will be available at wetravelthere.com forward slash Milwaukee. Now let's get started. The We Travel There podcast helps you travel like a local by interviewing guests from around the world to uncover the hidden gems of their city by finding out the best things to do, eat, drink, and see from a local's point of view. Whether I'm traveling for business or pleasure, it's important to have clothes that make me look good and feel great. I wear Bluffworks jeans, slacks, dress shirts, and blazers because they're wrinkle-free and are designed for the modern traveler. And if they get dirty, a quick spin in the washing machine, and they're good as new. Go to wetravelthere.com forward slash bluffworks for a special offer and select from the latest styles so you can stay wrinkle-free when you travel. Hey, Jenna, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you so much. So I'm glad to have you on the show. I, I actually visited Milwaukee for the first time a few years ago with my daughter when she was 22 months old. But, you know, we only experienced a little bit of the town, so I'm really excited to hear everything you have to share about it. Yeah, and I heard you came in winter, which is not the best time to come. Milwaukee's <laughs> a totally different city in the summer, so you'll have to come back. Absolutely. For the festivals and Summerfest and all that. Yeah, I can't wait. So uh, what's your connection to the town? I grew up here. I was born and raised in a small suburb, just a little bit north of the city. And, you know, I just have such a love for the city because my family actually came here from the Middle East. They settled here. They had a rug business on the east side. And so we had three generations of family running that business. My father also had a food business in the city. So we are just so tied and invested to Milwaukee. I left for a little bit and then just really got pulled back because of a family still being here, but also just the livability and how easy it is to access the things that you need for just like a high quality life. You know, we have water, we have affordable living, we have cultural attractions. It's really a great place. That sounds fantastic. I mean, I, like you said, I went there during January, so probably not the best time. Uh, it was quite chilly. Yes. <laughs> but I mean, even during like that cold, wintry time, we still had a great time while we were there. And like you said, before we started recording, I definitely look forward to coming back uh, with my family uh, sometime maybe during the summer or spring. Weather is not the reason why people live here. Sometimes it's the reason why people leave. But I think Milwaukeeans are resilient and we've learned how to make peace and just sort of enjoy the whatever we have. We have an amazing park system that make it really bearable too to get outside and enjoy the winter um, as long as we have snow. So that's good. That makes a big difference. So if you had to describe the, the city or the people in like one or two words, how would you do that? I'd say it's pretty casual. People are really friendly. That's one thing that you'll notice right away. It's just really accessible too. It's easy to get around. There's not a ton of traffic. You know, there's lots to do on the lakefront, which is on the east end of the city. You know, as you sort of branch out, there's cultural districts. There's a nice dining district, which is in just a little bit south of the city. We have great museums. So, you know, I'd just say it's pretty casual and easy. Okay. So when people are planning to come to visit Milwaukee, what time of the year should they plan on visiting? I say September. September or like late June, because if you come in late June, July, you get tons of street festivals. You get Summerfest, which is always the last week of June going into the first week of July. But it can be super crazy with traffic and crowds. 
but it is something that you should experience. It is the world's largest music festival, which is really an amazing, amazing thing. So over 200 acts over 10 days, you know, and all major names and small indie acts, a little bit of everything. And then, you know, there's street festivals every other weekend in summer. Those festival grounds right on the lakefront are used for German Fest, Mexican Fiesta, Italian Fest. So just lots going on throughout the summer. And then even little street parties. It's almost like there's too much to do in the summer. So you'll never be at a loss because everybody is out celebrating the weather. I personally love September because I think the weather is most consistent in September. You know, you'll always get sort of that 70s. Um, not a ton of rain. I don't think it's ever snowed in September, but I wouldn't put it past <laughs> our city. Every five years, there is a, over Labor Day, there is a Harley rally. So that's always really fun to see. But also just with the leaves are starting to change a little bit and you can really see the beauty of our park system as well. A lot of good hiking and um, a lot of good fun to still be had at the lakefront. That sounds like a great time. Yeah. Okay. So when people are planning to come to visit Milwaukee, uh, you have the one airport there, right? Right. Okay. And and what's the name of the airport? Mitchell International. Okay. And when they arrive at Mitchell, do they rent a car? Do they take public transportation, Uber? What's the best way to get from the, the airport to the city? Yeah. I'd say either rent a car or take an Uber. You know, you don't, like I said, traffic's not so bad. So if you're going to be doing a lot of driving, definitely just get a car because it's pretty easy to park on the streets. But Uber is about a 20-minute ride. I think it's about 30 bucks. No, not even. But it's really easy to get around. Um, there's also shuttle services. We have a bus system, the Milwaukee County Transit. We just have a streetcar as well. And that's just really in the downtown area. So that won't take you from the airport. Okay. Yeah. When we visited, we didn't rent a car at all. <laughs> we, we talked about a little bit before that I actually walked around from our hotel, the Kimpton Journeyman, to Discovery Road, which we'll talk yeah. about in a few minutes. And it was a little bit of a hike. I think the exhilaration of walking in the cold and walking really fast because it was cold warmed yeah. us up a little bit. But, <laughs> you know, I mean, we took Ubers to go around and, and everything was pretty easy to get around to. Yeah. If you stay downtown, you definitely don't need a car. And, you know, if you come in the spring, summer or fall, we do have a bike share program too, which is really easy to hop on a bubbler bike. They're called bubbler bike because the bubbler is the Milwaukee word for a water fountain, which is kind of quirky, but fun. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Okay. So let's talk about some of the things to do while we're visiting Milwaukee. Yeah. So there has been just an explosion of different cultural attractions. One of the biggest things was the new Pfizer Forum, which is our new basketball arena. And not just the arena, there's a whole district. So they blocked off one of the streets and it is called the Deer District. So, and, you know, named after the Milwaukee Bucks, which is our NBA team. The Deer District now has five or six different restaurants. They have big screens outside. So, you know, even in the summer, if you want to watch a baseball game, there's like an outdoor beer garden that you can go to. So that's definitely something that you should see. Like I said, even if you're not a basketball fan, there's so much going on there. And then also, you know, throughout the year they have, like they just had a Christmas festival out in the Deer District. They had a Halloween haunted house in the Deer District. So there's a lot going on in that area that's just a little bit west of downtown. Well, that sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, I, I know that when we visited there, one of the things that I thought was really cool, the little saying at the basketball arena is, fear the deer. Yes, yeah. <laughs> That's our, our victory cry. <laughs> nice, nice. Okay, we also, when we were there, we visited the Harley-Davidson Museum, which mm -hmm. was absolutely incredible to see all the bikes and the history of the bikes. I found it interesting that they've actually saved 
one bike from every year or every model, I think it is. Yeah. Yeah. Even if you're not a fan, like I'm not a huge fan of motorcycles. I probably shouldn't say that out loud, but (laughs) just the artistry, the design. I mean, there really is a ton of art. I mean, they have rotating exhibits. Willie G. Davidson, who's their chief design officer, Uh he is famous for his watercolors. So he'll sometimes have rotating exhibits in there that are just pure art that have nothing to do with motorcycles. So, you know, in just the history, it shows, yeah, the, how Harley was a part of, you know, the police fleet during World War II. And and it's just a really, really well done museum. Well, that's fantastic. Yeah. And then our hotel recommended that right across the street from there in the same parking lot, there's a nice restaurant that's, I guess, like the Harley Davidson restaurant that has really good food. Yes. So that whole area, actually, if you're the restaurant on site on their campus right there is great. It's called Motor. And then if you go a little bit further into the Walker's Point area, which is sort of like the new up and coming dining area, there's craft breweries. There's our first food truck park called Zocalo. That's like the first thing that we've ever had in the city where we have six food trucks parked all the time and a really cool eating area. There's antique shops. There's just a ton happening in that Walker's Point area, which is right next to the Harley Davidson Museum. Oh, nice. I, yeah, that must be new since I since I was there. Yeah, it's relatively new. Okay. Let's see. Some of the other things that I visited when I was there, like we talked about Discovery World. My daughter, Scarlett, she was almost two at the time we visited, and she absolutely loved all the interactive uh, exhibits. There's also a really cool aquarium. So I think, you know, that museum is really good for kids of any age. I think, mm-hmm. you know, the sweet spot is probably like seven to 10, where they can really interact with some of the science stuff. But any kid really get into just the huge visuals. You know, they have like a big Great Lakes exhibit that has freshwater fish. And then you go down into the lower level and it's a huge aquarium. They have a touch tank with stingrays. So that's a really, really great way to spend an afternoon with kids. But in addition, you know, we have the Milwaukee Art Museum that's right next door, right on the lakefront. The Milwaukee Public Museum is absolutely amazing. That's a little bit further into downtown. But there's just so much to do with kids. We also have the Betty Brin's Children Museum, it's called. And that one's really interactive, too, and lets kids get hands-on, gets messy, and just sort of experience um, all sorts of different exhibits that are you know, Milwaukee specific too. Like there's a Harley exhibit there and there's a Sendix grocery store there, which is, um, you know, really (laughs) cute. So there's a lot of great, you know, Milwaukee pride in all of our museums as well. (laughs) Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. We actually visited Betty Brin's and for the listeners, it's basically like a miniaturized city where all the kids can interact. They can pretend like they're making pizzas or driving a bus or all Mm -hmm. the, you know, running a post office, all the different things that you would do as an adult. They get to do and pretend and play with all the different things that are there. And it it was really fun. And we had a great time. Mm -hmm. Good. So, okay. So let's think of as much as I enjoy my kids and everything like that. (laughs) Let's talk about some of the more adult things to to do in Milwaukee. Yeah. So I think, you know, anyone who comes to Milwaukee should definitely go to the third ward, which is sort of the arts district. Great shopping, great boutiques, great dining. We have some theaters there. The Skylight Music Theater has always has wonderful programs. There's some smaller theaters, Next Act and the Chamber Theater. But the Milwaukee Public Market is right there too, which has just been an amazing addition to the city. I think it's just over 10 years old, but every year it gets better. Um, you know, the vendors change up, but I think they're kind of at a sweet spot right now where it's a good mix of prepared food, but also you can go there and pick up, you know, steaks for dinner. You can pick up some cheese and some wine if you want to go back and have a picnic or something. And then there's on the second floor, there's a huge eating area. So you can kind of mill around downstairs, grab whatever you want to eat, and then go upstairs and eat with your friends and family. So 
that's really nice because you have so many different options. The St. Paul's Fish Market is definitely one of my favorites in there. Nice. We didn't eat at the St. Paul's Fish Market, but one of the things I really liked about the public market, it was one that was just like one or two blocks away from the, the journeyman that we stayed at. But what was really cool, especially for families, you know, everybody likes different types of foods. And my wife was more exotic on her food tastes, and I'm more basic and plain. Uh, and then obviously the kids, you know, they eat <laughs> chicken fingers and everything else, right? But what I really like there is because there are so many different varieties of food, everybody can get something that they want. And then you can all, like you said, collaborate, then meet up upstairs. And then everybody's eating all these different foods from all these different uh, vendors and chefs and tastes from around the world in one spot. So that way everybody gets to be satisfied with the meal instead of somebody kind of taking one for the team, you know? Right. Yeah. But I would also say, you know, if you're just a group of adults and you want to go check out Milwaukee's beer culture, we have a really great area that's called the Brewery District, which is sort of right behind the Pfizer Forum area. And that's also kind of still up and coming. The redevelopment of that area started several years ago, but it just keeps getting better every year with new craft breweries being added back there. There's housing over there now. Uh, there's restaurants. So you'll see historic buildings like where the Pabst, you know, was actually brewed, Pabst beer. And then, you know, like for instance, the building that was the brewery is now converted into a hotel. So you see the big, huge copper kettles in the middle of the hotel, which is really cool. And then um, the business office is now turned into what's called the best place. And so you can go in there and take tours and there's just tons of history. And then there's, you know, newer buildings too that are going up really modern so it's just from an architectural standpoint, too. If you're not a huge beer drinker, you see a lot of old mixed with new, and it's really pretty. It's it's kind of a, a great area where you can you know sort of be contained for several hours and be entertained. So with the Pabst Brewery that was turned into a hotel, what's the name of that one? That's called the Brew House Inn and Suites. Okay. And you mentioned that there's a lot of different craft breweries and everything that are being added to that area. What are a couple of your favorites? I would say if you come to Milwaukee, you have to go to the Lakefront Brewery. It's one of the first craft breweries. It's in, actually, there's an area of the city that's kind of been named for it. It's called the Beer Line District. And so you go there, it's right by the river, and you take a tour that is absolutely hilarious and entertaining. And then the beer itself, like just in terms of quality of beer, it's my favorite. It's so delicious. They have a little bit of everything. So I'd say that's a great tour experience. But then as far as other like interesting, unique, if you're in the western side of the city in the Menominee Valley area, which has a lot of history, City Lights Brewing is has some wonderful beers as well. Very interesting building as well. It has some large pieces of Tiffany glass and it's just a really beautiful building. Third Space is also over there too. If you like hoppy beer, they have a lot of great flavors and, and different combinations and things like that. And that's kind of a big open warehousey type of feel. So I've actually taken my kids there, <laughs> which is oh, really nice. nice. Like there's beanbag toss and there's like a big open area. Sometimes they'll have food trucks. So that is a really great spot too if you're, you know, with your kids and you still want to do a little bit of drinking. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. I mean, like I'm like that parent that takes your kids yes. to all the different inappropriate places. Well, that's the thing about Milwaukee. It's like, don't be surprised. You could see a kid in a bar. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, like I look at it as that we have family that's somewhat nearby, like eight hours away, but they're not here. We can just, hey, let's just drop our kid off for the day and take off and go do something. Yeah. You know, we have to take our kids with us. And I think they need to be introduced to like more adult spaces. So that way they can be a little bit more calm and an understanding of how to, how to act. Mm -hmm. But also like just because I'm a parent doesn't mean I'm not going to have fun anymore. Right. You know, so, so it's good that, that they have uh, that attitude where it's okay to bring families and, and kids and everything like that uh, with you. 
Mm-hmm. One of the things you also mentioned that I know that's uh, in that area, there's like the Miller Coors Brewery. And obviously, you know, Coors, nobody thinks of Coors or Miller as like, oh, let's go to craft brewing over at Coors. But uh, I think those uh, more traditional brewers, I mean, they're realizing that the craft brewery is like the the future. So they probably have some craft brews as well, right? Yeah, they do. And you know, Miller has been such a big part of the history of our city. That whole Miller Valley area is really cool to see. It's just a little bit west of the city, but they have a really fun tour as well. They have these really beautiful caves where I believe that they're open to the public to visit, or you might, I think there's some other like private parties and things that you might be able to get access to that there. But yeah, Miller Coors is a huge, huge company, huge employer in the city. That whole area is really interesting. So definitely check out that too if you're interested in seeing sort of like what a bigger brewery is doing and and how that operates. Okay. Well, we only have a couple more minutes. I want to make sure we talk about some of the food and uh, some of the other things to do in in Milwaukee. So, you know, say if we want to have a, a good breakfast, where would we go for that? There's a couple of really great places. If you're in the third ward, Sweet Diner has a really, really great breakfast menu. Uncle Wolfie's Breakfast Tavern is over by Lakefront Brewery, and it's just a great little spot. Really delicious food. It's a husband-wife team that own it, and there's a little shop connected to it, so you can do a little shopping while you're um, waiting for your breakfast. Those would probably be my two favorite breakfast places, I would say. Right on. Yeah, that, that sounds good. One of the things that when we say that the journeyman, right around the corner there, there was this donut shop. There was like a gourmet donut shop. Oh, yeah. And I can't remember the name of it. Do you know the name of it? Yeah, Holy Moly Donuts. Yes. Yes. Oh, my so God. Good. Those donuts were amazing. Yes. We like food here in Milwaukee. <laughs> 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 yeah, I mean, I, I took notes there and I'm like, okay, I have to make sure that I come back here. Whenever I come back to Milwaukee, we have to get some donuts here because yeah. they were incredible. Well, actually, there's even a better place for donuts. You have to go to Wauwatosa, which is like 10 minutes west of the city. It's called Cranky Al's. But if you're over there, their donuts are, I think, the best in the city. Nice. And I think that's one of the things that, that makes sense, like you said, uh, making sure to rent a car versus, yes. versus public transportation. So that way you can go around and see all these different things without... Well, obviously, if you're going to go to the brewery, maybe you, you get an Uber that day, you know. But if you want to be able to drive around and experience everything there is to do, uh, it yeah. can get pretty expensive in a hurry if you just take an Ubers everywhere, right? Yeah, yeah, that's true. And honestly, like, you know, even if you rent a car, you're not going to put a ton of miles on it. It's 10 minutes to get pretty much anywhere. You can go to Miller Park, which is our baseball stadium. Oops, I'm sorry. It's actually now it's being renamed to American Family but it is always probably going to be either called Miller Park or County Stadium, which is, you know, people like to hang on to old names of things. Oh, sure. <laughs> well, I think that's one of the things that's really cool is that uh, I haven't been to a Brewers game yet, but I think they're the ones that started the the races, right? Yes, the seven... <laughs> The sausage races. The yes. um, I forget what you know. I forget what it's called, but there is a name for it during the seventh inning stretch. And there are four sausages: the chorizo, the pola sausage. The oh, now you're really testing my my Milwaukee knowledge here. I'm not a huge baseball fan, but <laughs> I don't know. I'll have to look that up and get back to you. But yeah, it's, sure. it's super fun. It, a lot of quirky traditions. We have Bernie Brewer comes down a big slide. So again, like even if you're not a huge baseball fan, you go to Miller Park for the tailgating and for the camaraderie and the fun. And actually the food, they have like put in all sorts of great new food options. You know, you go to the ballpark and you don't just have to eat hot dogs and popcorn anymore. We have craft beer at our stadium. We have um, all sorts of upscale food options as well, which is really nice. Oh, that's great. Yeah. I mean, I I mean, my wife doesn't like baseball much either, but she kind of tolerates it by going with me to the games, you know, and, and I think with the recognition that people have different tastes and like you said, peanuts and popcorn and, and hot dogs don't really do it anymore for everybody. And so 
it's kind of like a culinary experience just contained within a stadium, which is really awesome. Right. So, okay. Well, before we uh, head into the final countdown, one last question. Yeah. If somebody wanted to have uh, like like a really good dessert or something like that after dinner, where would they go for that? Ooh, I would definitely say Blue, which is on the top of the Fister Hotel. It's on the 23rd floor. And the views overlooking the city are just incredible. It's a really swanky little cocktail lounge. Oftentimes they have live jazz or other, other styles of music up there. The Fister Hotel itself is just such a beautiful historic gem in the city. You have to visit, even if you just go and have a drink in the lobby. It has one of the largest collections of Victorian art. The staff is incredible. It's just really cozy. It's got so much Milwaukee history. But yeah, that cocktail lounge serves great drinks and really nice dessert if you want to just go for like a little after dinner nightcap. Yeah, I mean, I love it when the places like that have character. Like, Yeah. So, okay, so it's, now it's time for the final countdown. So if somebody only had time for one meal when they visit Milwaukee, where should they go and what should they eat? Okay, so if you want a really gourmet meal, I would say go to Carnivore. They have incredible steak and seafood. It's on Milwaukee Street. It's right downtown. They even source their meat from the owner's farm. So it's all like locally grown meat in Wisconsin. And it's just really incredible. And then if you want something, this is kind of an off the beaten path pick. You know, Milwaukee's known for cheese and sausage. (laughs) There's a little restaurant in Bayview, which is just south of downtown called Vanguard. And what they are doing with sausage is incredible. They have so many incredibly just creative and gourmet creations, but they also have some of the basics. Like if you just want a really good bratwurst with sauerkraut, that is the place to eat it. So I would definitely say go to Vanguard. Nice. Well, I mean, that's like a good, happy medium, you know, for people. Some people want to have something that's a little fancier. Other people like me, like I said, maybe want something a little bit more basic. That way everybody's happy. Yeah, for sure. Right on. Okay. So you've been in Milwaukee, like you said, you grew up here and now you're back here. What's one of your most memorable stories of Milwaukee? This is a little bit broad, but Milwaukee is often called small Milwaukee. So, um, you know, it's kind of funny. When I was in my 20s, I lived on the east side. And the man I married, believe it or not, had been living three blocks from me for about six, seven years. And I didn't meet him until one of our mutual friends had a going away party at a bar right down the street from where we lived. So we had kind of been living this parallel life and we had been sort of hanging out at the same spots and we had been seeing each other coming and going. But it wasn't until we had, you know, that connection and we had what we call is like the three degrees of separation in Milwaukee, where you, you kind of know everyone in the city by three different people. So, you know, this was really before everybody was super into Facebook and Tinder and all that stuff, you know, sure. we kind of just met the old fashioned way of you know, meeting people in a bar, but of course it's really easy to meet people when you have friends that kind of all know each other. So here we are, it just, you know, sort of living, like I said, on the East side. And then we come together, you know, several years later and, and now we're living a life in the suburbs with two kids and, and uh, we're happily married five years later. (laughs) (laughs) That's fantastic. What a great story. Okay. Well, speaking of happy hours and, and bars and everything like that, where's the happiest happy hour in Milwaukee? I would say go east to the lakefront. There is a restaurant called The Harbor House, and it is owned by Bartolotta Restaurant Group, which is a huge restaurant group here in the city, and they're known for really amazing quality. It's a seafood restaurant, and you can sit out on the patio that overlooks the water. You can look at the art museum, and you can see real far out into the lake, and you can sit there and have a drink. You can have fried clams, you can have fish tacos, you can have a lobster roll. You know, they have from, I think, four to six, they have all sorts of discounted food and drinks. 
It's just the ambiance and the setting is so perfect. So that would definitely be like my summer pick though for a happy hour. That sounds fantastic. Yeah, if you're there in the winter, the Mason Street Grill also has a really great happy hour. That's also in the Fister Hotel. Same thing, like really great little steak bites and discounted food. And then they always have live music there too, which is great. Well, that sounds really good. I mean, I'm all about steak. So any chance I get to have some steak, that yeah. <laughs> sounds like a good idea for me. Yep. One of the things I always do whenever I travel is uh, I always try out the local pizza. So where's the best pepperoni pizza in Milwaukee? I would say Zafiro's. It's on the east side and it just has so much history. It's this tiny little hole in the wall, but they have been serving some of the best authentic thin crust pizza and it is just so consistently good. That's the thing that I like about it. You always know what you're going to get with Zafiro's. Yeah, that sounds great. I'm all about trying some new pizzas. Thin crust is good as well, you know, trying to get rid of the dad bod. So uh, a little bit of thin crust <laughs> is always good. So, <laughs> so you know a lot about Milwaukee, but I'm sure you travel a lot as well. What's one of your best travel tips? Uh, you know, I think the more that you can eat where the locals eat and get to know the locals, the more of an authentic experience you're really going to have wherever you go. You know, something that really stands out to me is when we went to Greece on our honeymoon. We definitely went to a lot of small little off the beaten path places and had some of the best meals. Like I remember getting to know this couple. She invited us into her kitchen. She showed me how she actually made the food. And, you know, and for someone who loves to eat and someone who loves to cook, for me that was such an amazing experience and you know, it's so different than just going to the hotel restaurant and, you know, having a sort of mediocre meal. I actually, you know, got to see the love that was being put into the food and, you know, learned about the couple's history about owning this restaurant for as long as they did and seeing their family. And so to me, that's, you know, the best way to experience a place is through the food and through the people. Oh, absolutely. I mean, uh, that's one of the reasons why I created this podcast is that not everybody's willing to go kind of go out of their comfort zone and, and speak to somebody that's just happen to be sitting next to them on the bus or at the bar or whatever. And I think that's one of the things, I mean, you're not going to get that experience at, at McDonald's or TGI Fridays, yes. you know, so, <laughs> and you got to kind of expand your horizons a little bit and go out there and meet some new people. And, and hopefully with uh, all the interviews I'm doing, like with you, it'll encourage some, some of the listeners to go out there and, and talk to more people while they're traveling. Yeah, I would just also add too, like try the local transportation. I mean, when I was in Brazil, I was riding the bus and just kind of getting to know the people. I actually had a lady hand me her baby on the bus, and, <laughs> um, you know, just because she felt comfortable because I was there trying to be part of her world. And, you know, just such an interesting way to see how people live. And and it's just easy, you know, like now with all the tools that we have with, with everyone having a smartphone, it's pretty easy to figure out the systems in other cities. So. Oh, for sure. Well, Jenna, I really appreciate you coming onto the show. One of the reasons why I made sure to have you talk about Milwaukee is the, the book that you wrote. I know it's a wonderful book. Let's hear all about it. Yeah. So it's called 100 Things to Do in Milwaukee Before You Die. It's the second edition. It just came out in May. So it has all the new information about the Pfizer Forum and in the brewery district that I talked about. The first edition was in 2015. And just the amount of stuff that has happened in our city is completely amazing. As you know, we have the DNC coming up here in July. Airbnb has just named us one of the top travel destinations. There's just so much happening in our city and so much interest. So um, I think this is the perfect thing to do if you're local to sort of rediscover the city and find out what makes the city so unique. But also if you're a tourist, it's something to pick up that has lots of great tourist options, but also a lot of off the beaten path picks because this was written from my lens. And so, you know, these are the places that I like to go. These are the secrets that I tell people about when they're curious about Milwaukee. So a lot of nostalgic places 
Um, a lot of cocktail lounges, a lot of craft breweries, obviously. <laughs> but, you know, like I said, a lot of great cultural attractions as well. You know, we have an amazing symphony. We have an amazing ballet. Our art museum is absolutely fabulous. So lots of things to do, like I said, both sort of obvious and um, not so obvious. Well, for sure. If listeners, you know, if you enjoy this episode, we basically just got like a sample of, of the 100 things to do in Milwaukee You based on your book. So definitely like take a look at the book. We're going to have a link to it in the show notes. And Jenna, we really appreciate you being on the show and we look forward to seeing you when we travel there. Okay. Thank you so much. Big thanks to Jenna for coming onto the show and sharing your tips for Milwaukee. Show us some love by following her on Instagram at Milwaukee Type. Send me a tweet at We Travel There to show your favorite thing about Milwaukee, Wisconsin. All the links we talked about today can be found at wetravelthere.com forward slash Milwaukee. We want to say thank you to Bluffworks for being an affiliate sponsor of today's episode. Bluffworks offers many styles to fit your needs so you can stay wrinkle free when you travel. Go to wetravelthere.com forward slash Bluffworks and use the promo code LEE to save 10% off your order. Join us next time as we visit the Big Apple to speak with my new friend, Leslie Tain, whose law firm is a top provider of debt relief solutions. Leslie and I talk about the proper way to eat pizza and bagels, the best ways to explore New York City, and the best rooftop bars. We hope you join us when we travel there. If you've enjoyed this podcast episode, please share it with your friends and tell them what you like most. Make sure you subscribe, that way you don't miss any of our coming destinations.